Today's Friday, May 5th. The title for our devotional is The Self-Realized in God. Yesterday, we looked at humanity's enslavement to sin and incapability of reaching self-actualization in and of ourselves. We need a Redeemer. In the words of Paul, praise be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Gratitude and worship, then, are the only appropriate responses. All of chapter 8 is then an exposition of this deliverance through Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit who ensures our adoption as children of God and causes us to walk in obedience. We read all of this on uh, Wednesday, so I'm not going to read it all again. There's so much good stuff here, though. Too much for us to fully unpack today. So for today, we'll simply highlight a few of these passages that point to this glorious truth that we have been redeemed from our enslavement to sin through the work of Jesus and given the Spirit of God, given new life in Him. This is cause for worship and thanksgiving. This isn't something that we can do in and of ourselves. This is how we reach self-actualization, by surrendering our life, our pursuit of self, to Christ and walking in the Spirit of God. Because there are too many glorious truths again to fully unpack here, let's just go rapid fire through them, and then we'll focus on his summary statement and application at the end of the chapter. I encourage you again to go back to Wednesday and either re-listen to all of chapter 8, or just pick up your Bible and read it, or have the Bible app read it to you. That's cool too. First, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ because they have been set free from sin and death through Jesus and the gift of the Spirit. So there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We have life in the Spirit because the Spirit lives in us. We can please God, he says in verse 8. We belong to God in verse 9. We are children of God in verse 16. We have hope in our future, full redemption of our bodies and of creation as a whole in verses 18 to 25. The Spirit intercedes for us. All things work together for the good of those who love God in verse 28. What a promise, right? We have been foreknown, predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ in verse 29. We have been called, justified, and glorified by God in verse 30. Simply put, most of this section is what God has done for us to reveal who we truly are in Him and to adopt us and what it means that we are brought into the family of God. Our self-actualization then, our truest self is rooted and sourced in the Godhead, not ourselves. In response to all that God has done, Paul calls us to thanksgiving and worship. Romans 8, beginning in verse 31. What then shall we say in response to all these things, all those glorious truths that Paul just went through? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, what a beautiful passage. In this passage, we see God gives us all things in verse 32. God justifies us. In verse 33, no one condemns us because Jesus intercedes for us. In verse 34, God has eternally secured us in his love. In verse 35 and 39, we are conquerors 
in the midst of trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. Note, he says, in all of these things, not in spite of all of these things, or to get us through all of these things, or even outside of these things. No, even in the midst of these or through these, we are conquerors. So for those who are going through those, who are still suffering or experiencing pain or hardship or persecution or danger, those who are being persecuted in other parts of the world, they are conquerors through Christ because he loves them, even through those things. Just like Jesus conquered through the cross and through evil and through sin and death uh, done to him, so we as his followers conquer through those as well. And note, we are not conquerors in ourselves, our willpower or our power of positive thinking, but quote, through him who loved us, conquerors through Christ who loved us. In Christ, because of God's work in us, through the Holy Spirit, we can reach that level of self-actualization. With promises like this from our Creator, we can know and live in our truest self, not in our own willpower, but because of what Christ has done for us. Remember our central verse for this campaign. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. May that be your prayer today.